episode of the Color Files podcast is made possible by Shea Moisture. When you need to enhance your curls, look no further than a nourishing formula that enriches the widest range of curls, kinks, waves, and coils. Shea Moisture's Coconut Hibiscus Collection is the solution for all textures with innovative ingredients that help enhance, define, and hydrate your curls. Because when you have fabulous defined curls, you feel empowered to take on the day. Searching for a go-to product to rejuvenate and define your amazing coils? Essence and Shea Moisture want to celebrate your texture and help answer your most pressing hair care questions. Join Yes Girl hosts Corey Murray and Charlie Penn as they chat with Ashley Hall to talk about her curly girl challenges and solutions. Listen to Yes Girl on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and be sure to check out SheaMoisture.com for more ways to nourish and enhance your curls. is a natural hair and lifestyle influencer that has built a significant social media presence across multiple social platforms with over 2.5 million followers. Her online brand Natural 85 is a respected source as one of the only one of the original, excuse me, pioneers in the online natural hair care space, the black beauty space and lifestyle spaces. Building on her social media and blogging success, Whitney launched her very own self-produced and funded hair product line in October of last year named Melanin Hair Care with her sister. Already, Melanin Hair Care has amassed over 86,000 followers on Instagram, has been featured in the likes of Essence Magazine, Essence.com, Self Magazine, and Hype Hair. Please help me in welcoming Whitney White to the stage. Yay. So excited to have you Thanks here. Thanks for having me. Hey, guys. Hey. Whitney White. Whitney White's here. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. My next guest, Melissa Butler, is a Detroit native. Anyone from Detroit? Okay, all right. One, right there. Okay, girl. I see you. Um, who has skillfully and strategically launched a startup beauty brand, The Lip Bar, into a nationwide phenomenon. Melissa obtained her bachelor's degree in business finance from Florida A&M University before going on to work on Wall Street as a licensed stockbroker. Her journey from stocks and bonds to beauty was created by her frustration with the beauty industry's lack of diversity um, and excessive amounts of chemicals. This frustration led Melissa to manufacture lipstick in her Brooklyn kitchen in an effort to challenge the status quo, okay, Brooklyn, um, and the industry's linear take on beauty. Please help me in welcoming Founder of the Lip Bar, Melissa Butler. Yes! Yes! I feel like I'm sitting here with like my good girlfriends, and I hope Just that's chilling. how our conversation's gonna go. I didn't give them any questions. They were like, "Are you gonna send us questions?" I was, I was like, "No, no, <laughs> not at all. We're just gonna have a good old kiki in front of everyone." Um, cash. Yes, real cash. Um, so I wanted to ask you, ladies, before we get into the nitty-gritty of your awesomeness, um, I always like to ask, when did you know black was beautiful? Oh, my gosh. That's I always knew black was beautiful. Um, 
So I grew up in Detroit, and Detroit is a black city. When I describe, like, who I am as a person, it's like I come from Detroit, which is 85% black. I went to a HBCU. I went to FAMU. Um, so I grew up always knowing that black excellence was a thing and that I was a part of it. So it was never something that I aspired to be. It was something that I always knew was internal and innate. So when I got out into the real world and I'm working on Wall Street and I'm seeing this idea or I'm just seeing women everywhere try to become something that was already within them that was frustrating. And I was like, okay, well... Why do so many black women feel marginalized by the beauty industry? And it was because of that lack of representation. And like, that's what like really drove me to say, I'm going to do something about it because I didn't feel that way because I grew up with my mom saying, you're beautiful. You are enough. Like you're pretty brown skin sort of thing. And so it, it, it was always something I knew. I love that. What about you, Whitney? So I actually, I grew up in Boston and so it's, the town that I grew up in was like kind of a mixed uh, salad. What is that word? Yeah. <laughs> you call it a mixed, mixed salad. Bag. A mixed bag. So I actually never really even thought a lot about my own race mm -hmm. um, growing up, which is kind of crazy. I took uh, uh, six months off and I moved to Baltimore. And that's kind mm -hmm. of actually where I learned a lot about more about my culture, which is very, isn't that crazy? That I was is. probably like 21 years old. Wow. Um, and at that time I was also... Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah you know. Uh -huh. And so um, I was actually transitioning and I was playing with natural hair at that time too. And that's when I really started to pay more attention to, you know, my blackness and my culture. Mm -hmm. um, and I can remember that actually natural hair and that transition phase of my life was when I really started to focus more on that. Because mm -hmm. for some reason it just wasn't in my culture growing up in that kind of mixed area. I love that. Yeah. I like, you guys were like woke from the start. <laughs> you were like, I, I, well, at least uh, Melissa, you were like, I knew who I was and what was I knew up. who I was. I didn't you, know. I didn't well, know. You, I'm not like, going to lie. You, you, it took you, me a while. But you, you got there, sis. Thank you. You got there. Um, but I want to really jump into now, like, who you guys are as entrepreneurs. You have amazing companies you have amazing followings and like you know you have a lot of fans out here today and I'm definitely a fan and I, I think it's it would be interesting to understand like your trajectory right how did you get here we know you know Whitney you you know you started in social media and got you know amassed a, a, a fan base and then you know decided to really leverage that in a really smart way Thank to you. create products and Melissa you were frustrated you were on Wall Street because a lot of people are like oh you're on Wall Street you're making money like <laughs> my mom you know why would you stop doing that yes. to make lipstick so I want to hear a little bit from each one of you about what sparked this kind of you know phenomenon that you guys are now yeah well for me it was really organic I, I definitely um I live by this the fate uh with the mentality of like let your heart and happiness drive you. So to be honest, I'm not very money motivated. Probably I've grown to learn to be more money motivated. Um, but I feel like my progress was very organic. I started my following as a hobby in 2009 when it wasn't a thing. It was like crazy. We were weirdos. Honestly, people call me a weirdo when I told them I was making videos online. Like it was so strange. And it was really just because I wanted to share what I was learning about my hair. 
and um, we, you know, built this amazing community and online family and um, sharing my personal DIY, my, you know, mixing things in your kitchen and people were just naturally. Girl, you don't know how many <laughs> flax seeds I went through uh, yes. watching you like that. I would have going to Whole Foods like. <laughs> Let me get some more flax seeds because it didn't work this time. And, oh, no. and like putting them through the pantyhose or whatever. I was like, oh my Perfect gosh. Time. New tutorial. You had me in the kitchen whipping up all sorts of madness. My husband was like, what are you doing? I was like, natural 85 told me that my edges were going to be right I'm trying if to I save did this and my inches were going to come. Did they come though? They did. Okay. My hair is That's thriving. All that matters. My Thank hair you. Is okay, great. You know, a little mix here, a little squeeze there. It's all Come good. on, who out there? You know you had the flax seeds on on the stove. Like, ooh, am I overcooking them? Right, and then the, am I undercooking them? The inevitable like, burn of the finger. Yes. yes. Yeah, we've all got Girl. it. <laughs> but yeah, everyone was, you know, not everyone, but a lot of people were just asking me to make it because, you know, it was hard to get it perfect. And so 2010 or 11 is when we set out to figure that out. And I just knew that... Um, you know, I, I wanted to be perfect and I really wanted to represent myself and do it right for everybody. So it took a while, but um, it was, you know, a, a long journey. And I really, I, I fought that for a while because I wasn't sure of my, you know, this is a, I was literally growing online. Right. <laughs> like I have grown into a woman online. Yes. And so. And a mom. And a mom. Yeah. Two beautiful babies. <laughs> I'm sure you. you guys follow her kids along her journey <laughs> as well. And yeah. husband. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, so it was very organic, and it's still organic, and we're just still figuring it out along the way and just trying to uh, keep the heart and the happiness aspect to it because that's really important to me. Like, if I'm not happy and I'm not loving it, I don't want to do it. So just making sure that, you know, we're not motivated solely with – that's not our motivation. It's also you guys, like the community. Like, that's why we did it, and that's why we're always going to be doing it. Yeah, money money can never be your motivator. Yeah. Because ultimately, like, what you'll learn in entrepreneurship is, like, money comes and goes. Like, mm-hmm. you can have the best <laughs> month ever and then turn around and say, oh, wait, I guess all of my customers bought in that best month ever. Right. And now this is my worst month ever. Yeah. So I think entrepreneurship is just really, like, taking the ebbs and the flows and really understanding that it is a journey. Yes. So, like, when yes. I started the company, it is. It's, a <laughs> it's a journey. Ooh, and it's like, yes, you it have is. to be prepared for, like, all the things that come along with that journey. So all of the no's, all of the mistakes, all of the rejections, everything. Like all you had a very public the, rejection. Yeah. On Shark Tank. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Did anyone see that Shark Tank episode with Melissa on it? And like they were like they, yeah, were, they were cruel. They were cruel. And in that moment, I just had to make a decision because I knew that, you know, Melissa being the black woman on national TV on Shark Tank is not just Melissa Butler. It's not just the lip bar. It's all of the women behind yes. me sort of thing. And yeah. so. But it didn't stop the bag or the shine. Right. Because you are out right. here in Targets and like on Shop Essence, you can buy some lip lip bar too. Yeah, you can buy I'm wearing bar. Playmate by the way for anyone. Oh, it's who so pretty. To I was looking at that backstage too. Okay. <laughs> Playmates on my lips. But yeah, it didn't stop you. You now you just opened a brick and mortar up in in Detroit. Yeah, downtown Detroit. Amazing. I'm so excited about it, y'all. It's so beautiful. And I just want to be very clear. The lip bar like many of you might just be finding out about the lip bar today. 
the lip bar is seven years old. So it's like, while it may look like, oh my God, the lip bar is now in all of the magazines and Melissa is everywhere. This is seven years in the making and we're really just getting started. So for the last seven years, we really just focused on changing the way people think about beauty through, through the power of lip color. Because like I've always believed that a pop of color on the lip will change your entire mood, your entire, you know, your confidence of the day. So like all of our colors are named after personalities. Our best seller in the whole company is called Boss Lady. And I, I have that. I love it's that. amazing. It's, it's like an amazing red. It's bomb, but it's it's really like a confidence booster. It's like you put that on and you're like, oh, oh I'm about to own this room. Yeah. Like I'm about to take on the day. And that's how I want people to feel. I feel like Women are so marginalized, especially today. Like we're we're being shown what beauty looks like in every facet, like every scroll. And it's like we have to take back our power, and we have to understand that first we have the power in order to take it back, and then use it to to really accomplish whatever you want. And that that was my journey. Like I'm going to get it by any means necessary. Yeah. And you guys, you ladies are really self-made from the start, right? So how did you even jump into that, like, I'm going to start a business with the whatever money I have in my bank account before investors came in, before people were, you know, interested in what you're doing? How do you even do that? Because, you know, I know there's a lot of people out here that are trying to think about being entrepreneurs and build their own brands and companies, but we stop ourselves before we even start because we're like, I don't have the money for that. I don't, you know, I have the passion, but like, how do you do it when you don't have millions of dollars in the bank? Yeah. Yeah. You have to be strategic. <laughs> yeah. So we actually are, we're, uh, Melanin Hair Care is self-funded. Um, and we, we started in 2015 behind the scenes and we just recently launched in October, 2018. Um, and so this whole time we've really been self-funding, making mistakes, you know, growing, learning lessons. And I think the biggest thing to understand is that you can do anything within your own abilities. For example, you don't need a ton of money to get started. It helps, Mm -hmm. but also it goes very fast. (laughs) So, um, you know, I would say focus on building your credit. Because yeah. that's always going to be there for you. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously you want to be smart about where and how you use it. But um, I think that just having that to lean on is very helpful. For me, it, when I think about people not starting, it's like you have this goal, right? And it's like you've, you've been thinking about it forever, but you feel like you have all of these barriers to get started. That's really just fear, Because you don't need money to start. I think most entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs think that money is the one key factor that they're missing when really it might be vision. It might be that you need a team. It might be that you need to get more innovative. And so you really have to be honest with yourself and figure out what that why is. Because when you get to that why and it it is ingrained as your purpose in your soul, you will get creative. And that's the good Mm. thing about not having money. When you think about like people who are yes. super rich or like <laughs> sure. yeah, trust fund 100%. babies, they have no vision. They just throw it everywhere. They have no vision because yeah. they're, like, they're spoon fed. Uh-huh. But when you have nothing, that's when you get really scrappy. That's yeah. when you get really creative and you, you really start figuring things out. Yeah. And that's the sweet sauce. Mm-hmm. That's when you get to learn all of the facets of your business because you can't afford to pay anybody. Mm-hmm. So that when you do have money to hire, it's like, oh no, I know what this videography 
should look like. I know what a brand book, I know what a sales sheet looks like because I used to do them myself sort of thing. So just don't be afraid to start with what you have because honestly, there's so much magic in that growing period. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And don't, yeah, don't let it stop you. Like, just like you said, it's all about the vision. Because here's the thing. If you have an idea and you put it out into the universe, Mm -hmm. like, and literally just a thought and you don't do it, two years later, you'll see somebody else doing it. Every time. That was my idea. Every single time. I feel like that happened with me and Spanx. I was like... Which I'm wearing two of today. Shut up. I, I'm wearing two layers of Spanx today, too, even though I have this big top on. But I was like, I should have done that. Yeah. That's it. See, you know, she really... There's still time. She really did it. Yeah, maybe... There's still time. Another type of Because I went there, like and I was looking for some colors, and I didn't find any. I love it. So, wait. How important has social media been to your kind of rise you know like obviously it helped I I want to one know how important it was but two how did you guys amass your followings right you, I mean you have 2.5 million that's a whole like you that's, have that's whole countries across like across across there are whole countries that don't even have 2.5 million people so like wow how did you do that um in a way like just give us your tips sis just tell us. It's been Just 10 years. I've been online for 10 years. You know, it's a long time. Thanks. OG. OG yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it's actually very hard in the niche, the niche niche that I'm in to grow um, a lot. So, you know, I feel like that's a really, it's, it's a doable number. Um, but I'd say just tips for growing if you're trying to grow on social media is just be yourself. <laughs> There's no one like you. That's the whole thing is that a lot of times everyone's kind of going out there and trying to be Copy other the next person. Things. They're doing yes. this on their pictures yes. or they have this type of angle yes. or like whatever. Just be yourself. For sure. Yeah. Just be yourself. And like trends will come and go and it's cool to hop on that. Um, but also, you know, you, everyone has something in their own journey, something individual that makes them different and unique from the next person. So definitely figure out what, you know, what is it that you want to share and then go for it and go hard on that and really, um, you know, whatever that, whatever your special sauce is. Yeah. I mean, speaking <laughs> of it. the sweet sauce, you yeah, can say sweet, sweet sauce. sauce. Yeah. I like that. The I'm going to use sauce. that. <laughs> I mean, the lip bar, I wouldn't be up here without social media. Social media was such, like, at every level of my business, it was so impactful to our growth. I mean, speaking of starting where you are, you can start a social media community right now today for free. It's like you don't have to have money to start a social media community. And that's exactly what I tried to do. So I had the product first. And then I said, okay, well, how do I get customers? I had no marketing dollars. I had no marketing strategy. I just got that three months ago, to be very clear. Seven years in, and we just got a marketing budget. And so all of our growth has been completely organic because of social media, because we weren't afraid to tell our own stories, because I wasn't afraid to be authentically me because I wasn't afraid to be honest. So, I mean, as black women, you have to remember that, and a lot of us probably work in corporate, and we always feel like we have to assimilate. Well, don't try to assimilate. Understand that being a black woman in that space and being the only is actually your superpower.
superpower. Mm-hmm. It's like you can bring a different perspective, and that's what I tried to do in the beauty space. So in 2012, while black women are really hot and, and diversity is, is in right now, in 2012, that was not the case, and that was the story that I was telling. Yep. And so I amassed yep. a following by just being honest about what I wanted to see within the beauty industry. Yeah, for sure. I was going to ask what it's like being black women in the space and what have been the hurdles and what has kind of actually helped you in the space. One thing that I want to add to that, sorry, before Uh we go into that part, is um, I I just want, I also want people to know, like, don't focus so much on the number of people in your social media following. Like, literally, it doesn't matter. Like, it's great, but it doesn't matter. What's most important is that you connect with those people. And you're engaged with them, right. and they're engaged with what you're doing. It's right. not necessary. A million people that don't really understand you or get you or just, like, kind of looking at you to just look is not as great as 100 people who are, like, ride or die for yeah, you. Yeah, there's a difference you know? between being popular and actually having influence. Right. And you'll, you'll see it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's easy to spot out. Absolutely. Sorry to go off on you. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> but, you know, since we're here at Census Black Girl Magic headquarters, you know, we have to talk about being a black woman in these spaces. Right. You guys are in very, you know, you're at tables that people, you know, aspire to be at. How, what, what, what's the, the, the struggles with being at that table and kind of what are the triumphs as well? I think being respected is the biggest struggle. Um, I do, you know, I've, you know, been doing this for 10 years and right now is actually an amazing time to be a black creator it's great this is our time yes like we worked hard yes (laughs) and i feel like all these brands and companies and people want that woke stamp of approval right they know black women are lit like yes they do and they messed out (laughs) yes but now they're coming around yeah you you see the fenty beauty effect you see everything happening about around diversity and they want us there right and and that's great because now we're like from from my perspective as a creator having been having done this for 10 years I feel so much more appreciated and much more respected I feel like before we were kind of like a throwaway you know what I'm saying like a mmm maybe you know um and you know when we are invited to the events it's kind of like okay, like, we got one and done, like, this is our diversity quota, we're good, goodbye, you know what I mean? And now people are, now they see, I, and it's, honestly, it's kind of sad to me that it took, and I'm getting heated now, it's kind of sad to me. It matters. That it took them to see the numbers, like, how strong we are in numbers in order for them to care. But, I mean, at the end of the day, business is business, and that's what it's about. But now they understand how we can move numbers, and so the respect comes with that, which is great. So I think it's a really great time now, and I, I feel I feel really happy that we've all like stuck together and we've like really made it awesome for ourselves, so we can all win. It's like bomb. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. One. Mm-hmm. One of the challenges, and this is from the business perspective, um, being a black-owned business. Like, people almost want to put you in a box. Mm-hmm. So we're in, we're in retail stores. And right now, we are in the retail doors that cater to black women. And so when you think about just consumerism as a whole, you know, my lips aren't different from your lips. Your lips aren't different from a Hispanic woman's lips or a white woman's lips or an Asian woman's lips. Mm-hmm. But because we say that we are marketing 
to the multicultural community or say that we are serving the underserved market, that, that immediately becomes a box. Right. When in reality, you know, Revlon sells to black women, brown women, yellow women, purple right. women. It doesn't matter. But as a black-owned business, people want to say, oh, no, you can only sell to black women. Right. And so that's a challenge. And I faced that from day one. I remember pitching people and they like people on the other side of the table saying, oh, is this only for black women? Or like even today, we do a tons of trade shows. Like we'll have a marketing image and black women will always be my core. Always. Because, again, I am speaking for the underserved market and that is us. Like that is why I do this. But we'll be at trade shows and maybe there's a, a banner with a black woman two black women and an Asian woman and maybe a white woman will come over and say, can I buy this? And it's like, why can't you buy it? Right. Why is that your thought process? Yeah, like some of these big brands are marketing to white women. Yeah. And, but we're still buying it. Yes, exactly. So. And so black women, we have no issue. We have no qualms about buying something that isn't necessarily marketed to us, but other, other cultures don't have that same, um, Open-mindedness. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that open-mindedness is tough. And so ultimately, that negatively impacts the black dollar, the ability for us to reinvest into our communities, our ability to actually grow and scale our businesses. And so that has always been a challenge. Like, how do we actually scale in, in an industry that wasn't made for us? But you guys are doing it, which I love. We're doing it. You are. I want to ask you to kind of close up. What's next, right? You guys have the following, you have the business mind, you have the products. What can you tell us about what the next steps are? What are your dreams? How can we support you? This is a community. These are conversations that we want to have to make sure that we are supporting and uplifting each other. So how can we do that? What are your, your, what are your next things that you guys got coming up? Um, I am crazy excited. So for seven years, we only had lip. And for a long time, I was actually a little afraid to launch outside of lip. I'm like, we're called the lip bar. We got to stay lip sort of thing. And then my friend was just like, shut up, stupid. Burger King uh-huh. sells chicken. <laughs> and That's I was a tweet. Like, That's amazing. That's true. And then they literally went down a laundry list of all these companies that, like, had a namesake as their product but sold different products. And I was like, you're right. I really need to fully serve my customer. And so we're launching outside of Lit um, Essence Festival in New Orleans. will be our first. Oh, my gosh. So exciting. Non-Lip item. So I'm excited. Y'all got to come down to New Orleans. Y'all got to come to New Orleans. Now to Essence Festival to to see it. Yay! What about you, Wit? Uh, with Melanin Hair Care, we're, we know we're still new. Um, and so right now, we've, we launched with two hair products and two merchandise items. What are those products? Uh, we have a twist elongating style cream for twisting. You can also use it for wash and goes, you know. Thanks. Oh, look. You got Thanks. fans. Melanin Moisturizing. Hair care fans. You can use it with gel, too, if you like gel. Okay, look, I've seen your videos. <laughs> You're doing the most. Okay. <laughs> And then we have a Maltese Pure Oil Blend, which is a greaseless formula, and it is like heaven in a bottle. Yes. So, yeah, those are like our first two products. So, obviously, we're going to be, you know, releasing more. We've got some other fun items in store. So, if you want to keep up with what's going on, you can find us at, at Melanin Hair Care, www.melaninhaircare.com. Um, and, of course, as with every single thing that I do, <laughs> things will be released organically. So um, we really take our time to, you know, do things 
beautifully as yeah. I would like to show, you know, to have shown to the world. So yeah. um, they'll be released organically. I, don't, I can't tell you the time frame right now, but just look out. Yes. We got more coming. And we know where to find your products now, but where yeah. can we also follow you guys? Because I think that it's really important to also follow you guys personally on your own journeys as, you know, entrepreneurs, moms, wives, girlfriends, whatever. Melissa's out here looking for a bae. So, um. <laughs> send them to my DM, y'all, if y'all know somebody. Oh. You know, just send Careful them now. DM. Careful now. You gotta, you gotta manifest it. You know, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta put it out man. there. I'm putting it out. Y'all bring it back. Manifest, manifest it. that man. <laughs> Okay, but where can we follow you guys personally? So please follow me at Melissa R. Butler on Instagram. And I am at Natural85 everywhere, except for Twitter. It's at Nap85 because somebody had taken it, and then I couldn't take it. Uh, and then, uh, I don't know, someone has it now, so I don't know. So it's at Nap85 on Twitter. So Awesome. Thank you so much, Melissa and Whitney. Thank please you. give it up for these ladies. Bye.